0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, welcome to Fightful. It is December 4th, 2023. We are here for your WWE Raw post show review. You are going to hear a very uh, aggressive or elated Sean Ross sap because there are about 54 seconds left in the Bengals-Jags game, Monday Night Football, three-point game. Jags are in the red zone. This could be really bad. We got Denise here. Denise, how you doing?
1: I'm excited just to watch you watch the game and see what your reaction is. (laughs) Honestly, this is the watch-along, Sean. (laughs) And I'm watching the watch-along happen. (laughs)
0: And basically, right now, the Bengals are just trying to get the ball to fourth down. That way, they can force a field goal, and we got a tie game. So uh, this is going to be fun. Get your Super Chats. Get your Humper Chats in. That's here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. And over at HumperChats.com, that gets your question or statements read on the air for what I thought was a really good Monday Night Raw, especially that main event. There is so much that I liked on this episode of raw that I thought I was going to be half ass watching. And then I'm watching raw and I'm like, damn, this is really good. Watching a great Monday night football game as well. Lots of great stuff there. Uh, I want to thank you guys. So many of you that donated to NAMI.org, the national alliance on mental illness uh, for the match that I did with Shaza McKenzie at black label pro this weekend, uh, as of now, over $6,300 was raised from sponsors, donations, and the like, and I just want to tell you guys how much I really appreciate that. For down! Thank God. Thank you all to those of you who donated. Denise, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Hey, have you gotten your Christmas presents? Because they said they arrived.
0: No. What? No.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to double check that because I was like, wow, Sean hasn't said anything.
0: <laughs> oh no, my mailbox got knocked down too. So uh uh
1: So where your where's your mail going?
0: Beats me. We don't do mail here.
1: Wait, so th- where so the address you gave me, where what where, where where is this being sent to?
0: I mean, I'm... Still, the house didn't move. The mailbox (laughs) fell down.
1: I'm just saying, what if they showed up and they were like, oh, there's no mailbox. Maybe this person doesn't want to accept mail. And they just decided to keep your mail.
0: I don't know. I guess they're going to get some bills.
1: Now I'm stressed out because like I literally my gift to you for Christmas was sent really early because I did all my Christmas shopping very early. Okay, And so and I got an email today saying that it had arrived.
0: I haven't seen it.
1: All right. Well, I'll just have to wait then. We'll just have, have to, to see. wait.
0: I'll have to talk to the, the mailman tomorrow as this 40-yard uh, <laughs> field goal is going to either make my night or make my night longer. It's making my night longer. Anyway, uh, guys, Vin says, agreed SRS thought Raw would be a letdown with no Punk, no Orton, but this episode was better than last week. Not only no Punk and no Orton, no Rhea Ripley. And... I know he wasn't around until last week, honestly, but having no Punk and no Rhea on the show, I was like, damn. And also no Finn, so by proxy, effectively, the tag team champions aren't there. But I thought they loaded up this show with some really great wrestling, as did Dream Ninja. Uh, KW says, congrats to Sean on the good match. Sean on teaching a journalism class, or Denise on teaching a journalism class today. I saw that, Denise. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. And I I didn't know what questions the students were going to ask me. And they asked me some really great questions. And then at one point, I was talking and giving so much information. And I was like, Oh, my God, I hope they're not bored with all the information I'm giving them. But they didn't seem bored. They kept asking me questions. I heard some giggles. So that's good. Because I didn't want to just go in there and sound all boring and be like, Hi, this is how you start podcasting. One Oh, you know, So I thought it went actually very, very good. I was a little nervous too because it's totally different to have people uh staring at you, an entire class staring at you. Of course. (laughs) Of course. So I was like, hi, but it actually worked out great. But I do agree with everybody here that is sending in the super chats talking about the wrestling on today's Raw. And I also agree with Vin too. I thought that this Monday night raw the entire episode was stronger than last week's and of course last week it was really about the anticipation of seeing CM Punk and then of course the excitement of seeing Randy Orton back and all of that but this episode of Raw absolutely killed it with like pretty much all of the matches that we saw the main event the Drew McIntyre Sami Zayn match the two out of three falls Match uh, between DIY and Imperium. There was a lot on this show, not just the body of wrestling, but also some things to get us excited about. And that big thing to get us excited about was definitely Seth Rollins, CM Punk, because they made a lot of, uh, they made a lot of hints that that's pretty much going to happen a lot sooner than most people might have anticipated.
0: In so grace says, glad you had a good weekend, Sean. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It was a good weekend. I felt really good about what we did. Orion Ben says, great job, Saturday SRS. Howdy, Hollywood. Good raw tonight. Uh, some of you might remember last year, Denise and I, after the GCW thing, did a podcast. I think it's one of the best podcasts that we've ever done together, honestly. And why I wanted to do that was because in a situation where, you know, I, I'm working, essentially. I want to be as transparent with our audience as possible that way. You know, you don't think we're working in general. If if we're working something, I'm going to let you guys know. I'm going to be transparent about it. So Shaza has agreed to uh, come by. I think it's Thursday at 7, we're going to do something very similar to that. And we're going to have uh, uh, a podcast where we kind of break down how it went, uh, what happened in the match, some of the crazy stuff that happened around it, and, and all that. So make sure you guys tune in then. And uh, you can hang around for the ROH and Impact post show as well.
1: Are you going to read the 430 messages that you got?
0: Uh, Maybe I read, read the
1: top 10 and have people guess who they think it came from?
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, there, there were some very nice things that got sent to me by some very, very cool people. And I, I greatly appreciated that. Dream Ninja says, crowd was not happy Rhea wasn't there. What a start. Yeah, they booed heavily and when Damian should. Priest brought that up.
1: As they should. That's kind of how it is whenever, you know, a Roman Reigns has said that he's not going to be there. A Rhea Ripley yeah. now, like, that's just basically proving over and over her star power that when she's not on the show, there's going to be some people out there that are bummed because they, brought, they bought a ticket to go see Rhea Ripley.
0: The game's going into overtime. Brie Marie says, hello, Sean and Denise. Always love the Raw recaps. Well, thank you, Bree Marie. Question for Denise. How did you get into pro wrestling media? Very interested in starting my journey in it.
1: Oh, man, that's so awesome. Well, just to give you a short answer, because this is kind of a long question. But I basically got into it. I studied broadcast journalism at Cal State Fullerton. And I was going to do news. But when you want to be a news reporter, you got to start in small stations. And I didn't want to move from California to, (laughs) to go work in small stations. And my heart was set on entertainment. And so luckily, I started working for free first to get some experience and just get some jobs. And so I started working in entertainment. And I started doing wrestling because I had always been a fan and some opportunities came about. And then when COVID happened and all of the uh, events pretty much ended here in Los Angeles, there were no more red carpets, none of that. I really dove into pro wrestling full time. And that was kind of what really was the catalyst to to the boom, I guess you can say. Because like Sean, when I first started with you, I was still doing my full time entertainment reporting jobs before I was doing pro wrestling full time like I was literally just working twice a week in wrestling which was your show on Monday and then Tuesdays I was working with Sean uh the other Sean not this Sean uh, Sean Waltman on uh X Pac One to three sixty
0: yep uh Denise's journey is uh very cool and she is she is a, a great template to follow it's not an easy one either like for people who are working full time in wrestling it is not an easy thing to do it is very very difficult but there is a path to doing it if you're, if you're willing to work hard. And Denise is a good example of that. Matthew England says, look in my eyes. What do you see? Bingles on primetime TV. Listen, I'm very happy with how the Bengals have played tonight outside of two stupid trick plays. So Mr. Acosta says, that may have been the best Raw of the year. It was a good one. It was a really good one. And we're going to start off with this Drew McIntyre promo because – This guy just makes points, Denise. His whole character is rooted in common sense. Like, he says, Sammy is out there. And Sammy is like, you know what I did? I left the bloodline and I made something of myself. And Drew was like, wait a second. Wait a second. You you betrayed them. Like, you betrayed so many people on, on this roster. You betrayed the bloodline. You you did all that. Even even the guy you won the tag titles with, you guys have betrayed each other a bunch of times. Like, why should I trust you or anybody to have my best interests? And Sammy said something like, would your family be proud of you? And that set Drew off. For the remainder of this entire thing, this just triggered Drew. And understandably so. And it seems like within this show, Drew is the one where he's like, am I the only one seeing this? But online, I am seeing a whole lot more people be like, no, Drew is right. It sucks that some of the people he is right over are also people that we like, but Drew has points. He
1: does have points. And that's what I think has been like the best part of all of this is that Drew McIntyre is a heel. But he's also kind of a heel that you like. Like, he's not a heel that has go-away heat. He's not a heel like Dominic Mysterio. He's not that kind of a heel. He's more so like you're thinking like you're kind of appreciating what he's bringing to the table. And I will say two things about this. First and foremost, Drew McIntyre for the longest time was kind of just Drew McIntyre on the show. Like, yeah, we like him, but nothing more, nothing less. And heel Drew McIntyre has really been like, the thing that has reignited Drew McIntyre. I mean, dude went from like, Yeah, cool. Well, like, we like having him on the show too. Dang, I want to see what Drew McIntyre is going to do. And throughout the entire show, you know, we were seeing Drew in, I think we at least got like four, maybe five, I don't know, segments with Drew McIntyre today, all in all, including backstage segments and then the way that the show closed out. Um, And the big thing that I think had a lot of people talking was when Drew McIntyre was saying that he felt like everybody had lost their minds recently. And he mentioned Liars hypocrites and cowards and just plain idiots and he said something along the lines of apparently you have to get fired release leave do what you want for a bunch of time and then come back to the company and you're instantly forgiving these days and everybody was thinking obviously CM Punk myself included sure. and the crowd's chanting his name and Drew McIntyre is like I could be talking about anybody and quickly everybody <laughs> in the comments was putting in there how like yeah Drew too Drew too like Uh, talking about himself and stuff like that. So I think that was kind of like the biggest part that I took away from this is that it's clear that we are going to be getting Seth Rollins CM Punk first, but we do have, I don't know. I feel like there's the possibility here today from what we saw that they may be also planting some seeds for Drew McIntyre CM Punk down the line.
0: Uh, Also of note, uh, I just refreshed the (laughs) live events reports that I get access to. And, of course, the Bengals gave that one up. Uh, tonight's Raw in Albany, the highest-grossing WDB event ever in the market's history. That is very impressive. Dalvin Henry says Drew's character is gold. It is. And the match was phenomenal. But Apex says Cole needs to stop calling Drew delusional. He's not. I agree. You got to stop calling Drew delusional because then you start to look like the delusional one uh, throughout that situation. And um They had an incredible match. They sold Sammy's knee. They sold an awful lot of stuff there. Uh, And and then that ended up playing to Drew's favor. And listen, you can say he's a heel. If somebody gets hurt in a match, it's completely legal to go after that injury. Like, it's not against the rules. He didn't kick him in the nuts, rip a turnbuckle off, anything like that. He just attacked a weakness.
1: Although he did launch him into another dimension when he threw him into the commentary table that was freaking savage but i think the best takeaway from this match was just like the pure aggressiveness that we were seeing and it had been a while since we'd seen an opener this good on monday night raw with two big stars that people care about with a story that we really care about and sean i don't know exactly where we are where we're at right now with drew mcintyre's negotiating deal but damn was this a good time for his character to get really hot and to be the talk of the town like talk about had some good timing right there but uh I mean this uh Drew McIntyre like just attacking the leg and then even doing so afterwards in that backstage segment I mean it was kind of the cherry on top to a a, a badass type of heel that's like I'm not done with you bro I like that I like the savagery that Drew McIntyre was bringing.
0: K775 says do you think they load up the January 1st Raw with Seth versus Drew? and Becky versus Nia before we start to build to the Rumble. I think it makes an awful lot of sense because obviously they're not going to do those on the pay-per-view right now. Uh, Drew also attacked Sammy after the match. We'll talk more about what it was that he did at the end of the show. But I think it's a good idea to do that because they've got this big gap between even Deadline this weekend and the Royal Rumble. There's this big gap. That's why I'm like, very excited that there's the world's end show at the end of the month because like there was a giant just void and um i'm i'm thinking they they do load that up because it's very clear nick con had some sort of affinity for doing like a big end or beginning of year show there
1: right right so i know i feel like for me like i I feel like we've been having like two pay-per-views a month almost for like yeah. both companies, WWE and AEW. And it's funny because even though it feels like a little bit of a slow portion, it's going to feel like it in January because we're not getting anything until the end of the month with the rumble. And then revolution's not till March. So it does feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, February is going to be like dead. Wait, actually, no, there's an elimination chamber
0: elimination chamber chamber yeah. in Perth. It'll be a big one. It'll be a big one. Yeah. Um, we got the Shayna interview and Nikki cross spotted in the background. Again, what are you expecting to see out of Nikki? If anything right now,
1: I feel like they keep stopping and starting things with Nikki cross. So it doesn't really give me much hope because for a while, remember the last time we saw her. Oh oh my God. Was it the Thanksgiving episode? I think was when they did the whole or Halloween, Halloween. I think it might've been the Halloween episode. Yeah. Halloween. Um, it was when Chelsea green was like spooked out of her mind when she lifted the thing and her head was in the table Uh, after that, I kind of felt like during that period, we were seeing a lot of, seeing them do a lot with Nikki Cross where she would come out and just stare blankly. And now she's like, not really even that much on the show. What happened? What'd I miss? Sean, what did, what happened?
0: Big fourth down, big fourth down. Uh, yes, boy says any interviews left on your all's wish list? Oh, I, I want to interview sting very badly. I'd love to interview Lex Luger as well. Brian Danielson I was this close to interviewing Brian Danielson I
1: was I have so, so many close I have so mm. many everybody
0: uh, yeah. yeah there's there's a lot of people that I would love to interview um I there, there's many but sting Lex Luger one that I will never get to interview now because he's, he's a little you know a little older Ted Turner I would have loved to have interviewed him uh Dixie Carter is one that I'll tell you guys the story about how I almost made that connection one day, but yeah. Final fantasy theory says with all the ups and downs in wrestling and wrestling media, I've fallen out of love with wrestling 30 year fan since pre nitro days. What should I do? Well, I'll tell you what you should do. You should open yourself up to more content. Buying pay-per-views on nordvpn.com slash fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits. But if you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff, any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys change your virtual location, pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, et cetera, et cetera. And you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be, the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Even better, 24-7 tech support, so if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet, NordVPN.com slash Fightful but seriously if you're falling out of love with wrestling you should find what you love about wrestling what is it that made you love wrestling and then find what company that does that the best and if you know the media aspect or spoilers like maybe uh doesn't make you happy then just avoid that just avoid that that element of it is in my opinion uh matthew england says uh i've used nord for years it is the shit yes it is it's phenomenal i mean for what we are, are talking about right now, football, uh, Denise had even let me know that that they use My it too.
1: uses it. He uses it. He showed everybody at work and everybody was like stunned. They were like, wait, how are you watching this game at work? Everybody was so confused. And he was teaching them. And like no one knew about VPNs or like how they worked. And he seemed like the smartest person in the room, literally, just because he was showing them NordVPN. But yeah, he uses That's- it and doesn't have to pay for uh, the YouTube thing. The
0: out-of-market to- games, uh, it, it works incredibly well, and things aren't looking great for the Bengals now. But uh, Percentage Okada goes to AEW, WWE, TNA, New Japan. Now, I, I just want to make this clear. If you are on a Discord, if you are on a Reddit, if you are on Twitter, and you ever aggregate my percentages of what I think a person will go and act like, oh, that means anything, it's a personal opinion. Don't be a doofus about it. But I will say... stays in New Japan. He paid money, (laughs) Denise. 50% stays in New Japan. 25% WWE. 25% AEW. And I don't think he's going to TNA whatsoever. No, no offense to TNA. Damn, not even a
1: zero zero point one percent on that one? Yeah,
0: zero zero point one. There you go. Uh, By the way, first raw of WWE in 24 is in San Diego expectations. No expectations regarding that. I will say this. I I do think there is more of a possibility of Mercedes heading to WWE than I thought there was in, in August when there was a working plan for Mercedes and AEW to work together. Cause I, I, when I followed up on that, I have not been told of, of any current active plan for that to happen. And that's a bummer because, uh, It looked like it was going to happen. It really did look like it was going to happen. Sean and Denise, in your opinion, what do you think is the most iconic spot in WWE history? Um, Mine is TLC match. I was literally
1: about to say edge. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Take take your pick. The edge spear or the the big fall through the tables to the outside off the ladder would be a really, really good one. For
1: it's me. definitely the Edge Spear because we've seen that, God, how many times? And then, if not, yeah. then obviously Mick Foley off the K, off the hell and Sal. That's oh, another course. one. I would say those two for me are the yeah, top. That's, top a, that's a great yeah. one as
0: well. Oh, good stiff arm from Jamar Chase. Bad spot. Bad spot. Boo. Jake Browning going to make a quarterback controversy in Cincy? Uh, Unfortunately, he can't. There's a lot of guaranteed money going to Joe Burrow right now. But uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler. Listen, I got to say, every week I I see Nia. She looks better physically. She is not hurting anybody. I would say so far this run is just vastly more successful than the, the previous run that we saw in her conditioning, the match quality, like I'm not going to sit here and act like she's having all Japan classics or anything, <laughs> but I mean, the matches are better. The work is better. The work is safer. Um, so far, I haven't seen anything offensive out of the Nia Jacks hire, Denise. But what did you think about this match? her beating Shayna Baszler.
1: Right. So I'm kind of 50-50 on this because for me, it's like, you're right, by the way, on everything that you said in regards to Nia Jax and the work that she's been doing. Part of me is intrigued, but I'm only intrigued in this Nia Jax run with what they're doing right now if there is an interesting end game, if the end game is for Nia Jax, for example, to become champion, I'm I'm out. It's a hard out for me. I want to see them use Nia Jax to propel somebody else. And I'm okay with that. And the other part though is that I do find it just a tad bit boring, though, when it's pretty much just Nia Jax doing everything in the match and there's no offense really from the other person. And so I kind of struggle a little bit with that because I'm kind of like, oh, well... I guess I don't have to really be paying attention to this if I already know how it's going to turn out. And so for me, that's been a little bit of a struggle. So I'm sort of 50-50 on this where like there's moments where I'm going, you know what, I'm intrigued. And then there's other moments where I go, you know what, I'm a little bit out on this one. I think that I just don't want to see her like basically, uh, I don't like seeing Shayna lose to her. I don't like seeing Raquel lose to her. I haven't been loving the idea of like basically – eliminating all of these women to put Nia Jax over until hopefully the end game for this is good. If not, then this is just going to be a kind of sucky. Uh, to-
0: well, um, official review right now. Well, I mean, they're, they're building her to face Becky and it's, it's mind boggling to me because we saw Becky come out after this match. Uh, BB says, New to Fightful, love it. As a former journalist, I appreciate the fairness and balance. Now, Becky Naya, I want the promos, not the match. You? I'm okay with the match. Listen, I understand why some people do not want the match. I, I completely understand that. But as I looked back, they never had that singles match. Ever. They never did it. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, surely at some point in the journey, they did that. But they didn't do that at all. And I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, you know what? If they're doing that on the road to the Royal Rumble to set up Becky challenging Rhea down the line at WrestleMania, I'm completely fine with that. I trust Becky enough to pull something special out of this as well. And thank you very much for uh, the very nice compliment there. Uh, Max says, are we uh, going right to common Bengals W after this? If the Bengals win, then yes, we certainly are. Modern what am X-
1: I going to do just sit here? And watch no, you talk I mean, about the Bengals? I mean,
0: after, after this show. Oh,
1: after? After? Okay.
0: Yeah. Modern X says, how much of a super chat do you need to start a campaign with your sources to fire Deaf Rebel real hard? The Creed's music sounds like it was made on a Fisher-Price keyboard. <laughs> Deaf Rebel's music is not good, Denise. It is so uninspired and lazy, and I just, I wish that there was something else with WWE because it's not good.
1: I think, for, I think for me, there's only been a couple of songs where I will go and search it up on Spotify and download it. And it's now so much more rare when I do that. When, like, back in the day, I was like, oh, I love this song. I got to download this song because this song is good. I don't feel that way that often anymore.
0: Indy and Candice wish DIY luck. They are interrupted by Imperium backstage, who then get beaten by DIY. I like this. Uh... Uh, Imperium showed up. You, you have the integration of Indian Candice DIY. You see that, but DIY get the win, and this is what I've been talking about: DIY getting over in the ring before anything else. And Matt Hennessy said Abu of Russell Puris pointed this out. Noticed it over the last month. DIY are getting over with the main roster crowd, and reactions are getting louder. Slow and steady, Denise. Give them time. Give them. Give them feuds. Give them something in the ring, and then sprinkle in the backstage stuff. I think it's been a a pretty smart method, and I think it's working out really, really well so far.
1: Dude, this match was freaking awesome. This is already two weeks back-to-back that we get some really great tag team action on Raw. But this two out of three falls match, there's a lot I got to say on this one. First and foremost, uh, you're right about DIY. Like This is exactly what they needed to do to get both of these guys over on the main roster because I was tired of hearing a freaking penny drop in the freaking... arenas whenever these guys would come out and now it's like there feels like there's a little bit more love there but I do want to take a second and shout out Giovanni Vinci because to me giovanni vinci was the freaking mvp of this match and i also want to shout out commentary for really pointing out the moments that were most impactful in this match one of them included uh giovanni vinci hitting this like uh cross body that was just like oh my god it it was just so freaking hard and (laughs) fast it was great um so that was good I knew you were going to say that, but I didn't know how else to describe it. It was hard and fast. It was great. I don't know what else to say. That was like the best way to describe it. Um, And there was the moonsault that he did where he uh, springboarded from the freaking ropes. Like that was freaking beautiful. Love that. That was also Vinci. Uh, I just thought that they did a lot of really good stuff here. It was simple. Each team winning uh, uh, one fall and then doing the sudden death. It was a really good one here. I thought this match freaking rocked. I loved it.
0: I, I did too. I thought it was very, very good. Matthew England says, is SRS ready for GTA 6? No, I'm not ready for GTA 6. It's not going to be out till 2025. The Do hell you am I gonna... play
1: Grand Theft Auto, Sean?
0: Yeah, of course. Oh,
1: I did too, actually.
0: Yeah, I've, I've played it since literally the first one when it was a top-down 2D game. I played that. I played uh, the second one, uh, London 1969. I was very excited for when GTA 3 came out. I was a First day buyer of that as way too young to be playing a game. I have an answer
1: for this. I have an answer for the Yes Boys question about favorite thing to do while playing GTA games. So I'm not really a video game person. Like I don't care about video games. I'm just not a fan, but I used to play them as a kid with my cousin because I had FOMO when he used to play with my uncle and I just wanted to be included. I was one of those kids and I would finally cry and get a turn. And so my turn, I've never completed one mission in my entire life playing GTA. All I would do is jump around and play the music because they had really good songs. And then I would just run over all the people. Like, that's literally what I did. I never once completed one mission. I was just reckless.
0: I will say this. The missions are much more satisfying to complete now. Favorite thing to do while playing GTA games? I mean, usually just play the GTA games. If I've got time to play a GTA game, it's because I've, I've got some free time.
1: I discovered so many good songs off of Grand Theft Auto. Oh,
0: yeah. I discovered Royce <laughs> the 5-9 because of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Like There were a lot of 80s songs that I discovered because of GTA Vice City. Mine so was the, excited.
1: I ra- the and I ran so far away by the Flock, Flock of, of Seagulls. Seagulls. Yeah, that yeah. one was the one that I most like really remember.
0: Uh, CM Punk, uh, Adam Pearce says he will be at Raw. He'll be at SmackDown this Friday. But FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business. Please go ahead and subscribe. Uh, just $54 a year. Today, we had Randy Orton news. Yesterday, we had Randy Orton contract news, uh, but we had CM Punk news all week last week, including the little tidbit that they would like to do, Stone Cold Steve Austin and CM Punk. Uh, Yeah, please. Uh, They confirmed he's a free agent, but they told Seth Rollins, we intend to sign him to a deal. What I like is there are some actual people that do not like CM Punk in WWE, but they know at this point, Tough shit. You got to work with them. And they're making the best of it. Seth Rollins is making the best of it. And I appreciate that. But Izzy says, do you have info on the original Punk AEW plans? Yes, he was supposed to face Ricky Starks in that last man standing match. Or whatever match that was that he faced Danielson in. That was supposed to be CM Punk. And CM Punk was to continue with the real world's title. Vin says, when does the reality-based heel turn better? Or who does it better? Punk or the Bucks? I think we're going to see some very interesting stuff out of the Young Bucks, based on what I've heard. And I think the Young Bucks are at their best when they play off of the things that their real detractors hate about them. I think they're very good at that. But CM Punk is such a next level of polarizing. Like the Bucks are too, but. It doesn't compare though. The CM Punk aspect of it, like if he goes corporate. Well, that is a perfect introduction for Stone Cold Steve Austin as well, who did that himself briefly. And you can just be like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that type of thing. Like, oh, goddamn, give me that promo. Give me that yeah. promo. Matthew England says, Raw next week in Cleveland, same arena, Punk quit in. Ooh.
1: Damn. Oh, Damn, wow. I didn't even think about that, honestly. Thank you for bringing that up.
0: Well, I'll tell you what you shouldn't be thinking of, the big nasty pew. Pu- dot com slash fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help. That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. Oops. <sighs> Let's be real. Big nasty pubes are gross. You want that Don Grands <laughs> <bingles! sighs> Let's be real. Big nasty pubes are gross. You want that tree to stand taller. Sometimes you got to do a little bit of landscaping. Sometimes you got to do a little bit of manscaping. With manscaped.com and that code FIFA, you're going to save 20% off your order and get free shipping. What a deal. And how about this? They've got a ton of deals on that site. They got a lot of bundles, a lot of packages to help out your package. But it's not just your package. It's your body. It's your hair. They got deodorant. They've got shampoo. They've got foot deodorant. They've got ball toner. They've got everything at manscaped.com. I and mean, when you use that code Fightful, get 20% off your order and free shipping. Just a plethora of different options. Maybe you want to try a little bit of everything. Maybe you just want to try one thing. Well, Manscaped and the code Fightful will get you there. Make that tree stand taller and trim it up a little bit with Manscaped. Did they win Cincinnati Bengals won with a backup quarterback on the road. It was a great game. One of the best games they've had all season. Phenomenal. Uh, Yes. For those of you who are interested in hearing me rant like a lunatic, I have a uh, hopefully tax deductible podcast called common Bengals W that will be going live immediately following this. You can uh, check it out on YouTube at common Bengals W and Twitter. At common common bingles W. It's a good night. It's a good day. Good day. Hidden Network says bring back across the nation as the raw theme. I would love Oh, that.
1: I would throw myself on the floor and be so happy. I don't know why, but I would I would
0: love I want Thorn in your eye back. That was <laughs> that was my jam.
1: I just need something that gets the blood pumping, you know? Like really, really gets you in your feels.
0: Did uh, Caden and Katana beating Tegan and Natalia get your blood pumping? Chelsea and Piper talked some trash and they were on commentary. What'd this match do for you?
1: It was all right. It didn't get my blood pumping, but it was was fine. fine. It was a fine match. I was just happy that they were on the show and they got a match. That's literally my only feedback to this match.
0: I told people a couple weeks ago, because somebody said, oh, Triple H hates Katana and Caden. I was like, no, he doesn't. They'll get their push soon. What I hope isn't the method is... Whoever just lost their title shot then puts over the next team and it's a repeat. But hey, you're wanting to to promote more tag teams. That's what we we want to see. That's what we want. Denise, what did you just do off stream? Did you just do coke?
1: <gasps> yeah, I you're learned sniffing. it from you, Sean. I learned He's it from learned it you. From That's why my shirt is white so it could blend in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm learning for the master. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought this made a lot of booking sense to do things like this.
1: Yeah, I like it. And I like having uh, Piper and Chelsea on commentary. And it was all good. What can I say? There wasn't really much else for me to add on this one. Thumbs up. Good start
0: booking. Um, Gunther is speaking with Adam Pierce backstage. We also later see him sort of scolding Imperium. Uh, this guy's great. He's just great. Uh, Will Chisholm says, if you let the good wrestlers work, they get over with the fans. Look at Dragon Lee. The fans are popping for him. Yes. Sometimes it just takes putting them in this. Now, in, in AEW, I do think that they have to overcome the hurdle and the stigma of you're just putting good wrestlers out there. But the, the difference is a lot of times when AEW just puts good wrestlers out there, a lot of times they're putting them on Dynamite and they never win. And I want to see that change. Uh, Saitsuka says Papa H did big uh, did his big one. Uh, What a raw had three matches that were four stars or better on one show. He said, no slander on my name from last week. Love him. He didn't run raw last week. Bruce did, but uh, I, I'm going to tell you saying
1: I'm back, baby.
0: I'm going to tell you one of my favorite things on the show. And I don't think that I have said this about a Shinsuke Nakamura segment in quite some time.
1: You know, I've been the biggest hater. You know, I've been the biggest hater. And even I liked this tonight.
0: This ruled. Uh, Cody Rhodes is in the ring. He's ready to fight. He's in his gear. And the Nakamura video plays. And for, for months, people were like, was it Punk? Who was it that he was talking about? Nakamura sees a lot of his own experience in Cody. Much like Cody, he won the Royal Rumble, and he went to compete for the title at WrestleMania. And he came up short. And now... He doesn't want Cody to finish his story because Shinsuke Nakamura never got to finish his story. And not only did he not get to finish his story back then, he didn't get to finish his story most recently. So that just sort of made it fresh in his mind. He never won the big one. And he doesn't want Cody to ever finish his story. In fact, he said, Denise, that Nakamura is going to finish Cody's story for him. This was the greatest piece of promo work that I have seen Shinsuke Nakamura do in his almost eight years in WWE. This was fantastic. I love this.
1: So I want to take a second and shout out whoever wrote this and the people that produced this segment, because however, I don't know how long it was. Let's just say three minutes, whatever. In those three minutes, they... Connected all of the dots between Shinsuke Nakamura and Cody Rhodes, made you interested in this story, and made you completely understand what the problem is. You could literally have missed all of the other promos. Hell, you could be like, you could have missed everything. You could have uh, missed all of it. But the second that you saw what they recapped here tonight with The Mist, with the, uh, you know, showing his loss at WrestleMania, showing the Rumble win, showing Cody's loss at WrestleMania, his Rumble win... All of those little things. And just like that, you're completely caught up. And not only that, but you're also intrigued by it. This was the most successful segment that they have done for Shinsuke Nakamura in a very long time. Of course, I love the mist from last week as well. That was pretty cool too. But in terms of like the promos, this was really good stuff. And him saying, and here's the thing, like if I'm Cody Rhodes, I'm going to be pissed off. And you want to know why I'm going to be pissed off? Because now I got Shinsuke Nakamura coming in here trying to compare his story to mine and making fun of the fact that we were both humiliating i don't want to be on the boat with that guy if i'm cody rhodes i don't want to be on his boat like hell no i'm pissed so i like the fact that cody rhodes was you know sort of insulted in this because now not only do you have shinsuke nakamura's point of view from this but now you also got cody rhodes point of view from this and so there was a lot of good stuff that they did here. And I now care about the story where I did not care about the story before. I care about it now.
0: This was, I completely agree. I thought this was fantastic for what appears to be maybe a short term feud because they're doing their match next week, whether it's short term or, or whatever they made me care about it. They, they, and Cody's really good at that. Like there was a lot of stuff in AEW that he wasn't able to get me to care about. Like the Cody verse stuff, uh, m- much of it I was not there for, but this stuff I am. I think they're doing a really good job with it. Our Truth <laughs> broke Judgment Days TV. This is quickly becoming a favorite thing of mine <laughs> where our truth is just back there. And this is where Priest revealed that both Balor and Rhea were not there. And he's like, You got to get out of here. And our truth goes, you hear that, JD? They don't like you. Get out of here. So good. Did
1: you ever watch our truth, our truth, this game show?
0: Which one was it? It was a few years ago on the network.
1: On the network. Yes. I I forgot what it was called. I I watched all the episodes and I don't usually watch like an entire series of things. They won me over with this one. I kind of hope they, you know, it would be kind of cool if they did something like that on raw, like a little segment, like a tiny short little one. Uh, with R-Truth, because it would be something different than him just coming in and making these little appearances. I think if he did his little game show like he did on the network on Raw, I think that would be really fun. It was literally one of my favorite things they had on the network.
0: R-Truth is 51, and he's still doing it. This guy is, and I mean, yeah, I don't know how much he's going to wrestle these days or anything like that, but like he's still doing it, and he's doing such an incredible job at it. And one of my favorite things was uh, several years ago. And I can't remember. I felt like it was something with Miz. And our truth like sort of slyly revealed that he's been playing everybody the entire time. Because he did. I can't remember who it was that he was going up against. But he goaded them by acting stupid into a title match. And somebody was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm showing you how to get the main event of wwe smackdown and i was like oh i love that like i would love on AEW, like mark briscoe to be revealed as like a secret genius or something like that like (laughs) he's actually smarter than anybody they go to the farm and he's got like goggles on and he's he's like a chemist or something like that
1: yeah but um
0: i love the idea that our truth is just you know secretly just i'm getting my paycheck i'm finding a way to stay around uh, New Day and Creed's were training backstage. They're interrupted by Alpha Academy. This is a little comedy segment. We've seen this before, but the Creed's defeated Judgment Day. And let me tell you, the way that they have put over the Creed brothers has been phenomenal. Straight out of the gate, no weakness. Put them over, put them over, put them over, put them over. And then after the match, Denise, they go backstage And Damian Priest is like, I thought you had this handled. And JD goes, listen, no bullshit. You guys got to watch out for them. You and Finn need to watch out for them. They're really good. They're legit. Nothing like besides that. He he mentioned the R-Truth aspect, but I I loved how much they are giving credibility to this team that are very clearly good and ready to be a team to lead this division into the next generation.
1: Yeah, they are. They're ready to be champs already, man. If you were to give them the bouts, and I kind of hope they do, I kind of hope this is yeah. where this is going. But it, there's there was one thing that I was kind of irritated about, and it was mostly with the crowd. When uh, Julius had Dominic Mysterio literally upside down in the freaking uh, vertical suplex spot, I was so mad that the crowd did not pop for that because he literally held him there for like the world's longest time and the crowd had like no reaction. I was like, guys, what are we doing here? Like, this is incredible. We need a little bit more of a reaction here. So that was my only like thing that I was irritated with the crowd about, but um, this entire match was really good too. I enjoyed it. It wasn't up there in terms of my favorites for the nights, but it was still a pretty decent one though. I think like, uh, I think at one point it might've been Julius who like lunged Dominic Mysterio into the table. I thought that was really good too, but man, that Brutus ball, that Brutus ball is quickly becoming oh, my favorite finisher. Like I think it's up there right now, especially for like tag team finishers. It's my favorite one. And I almost hope that like, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping for bigger reactions too. I don't like they go out there and they do these freakish like things with their bodies. I feel like the Creed brothers deserve a little bit more of a crowd reaction because dang, like that freaking Brutus ball gets me every time.
0: It's great. Uh, Call Me Crazy says, Dom has wrestled 100 matches in 2023, the second most. Yeah, because they leaned on him for a lot of dark match heat as well. It's very, it's something that they they would do with QT Marshall a lot. They would rely on him for a lot of off-camera heat as well. And that's good. He needs to be doing that. Uh, I missed a bunch of Super Chats about the Nakamura thing because I was so excited about the Bengals. But Will Chisholm says, uh, you're about to have have to start dealing with fans who think Shinsuke is (laughs) teasing Okada. Some of the wrestlers thought he was teasing Okada originally. So uh, Joel Woods says Shinsuke references his old chaos faction with Okada last week. This week, SI manages to find out he's going to be a free agent in a month before anybody else. I don't believe in coincidences. Listen, I'm not here to to pull back the curtain on anybody, but WWE of late has certainly been leaking information about other companies to reporters. Uh, and this deal they have in Japan is a big deal for them. So if they wanted to really make a big impression in Japan, they would get Kazuchika Okada. They would absolutely get him because you know, the way WDB plays, Denise, they love to hurt the competition. This would 100% hurt new Japan. It would hurt them very badly. And uh, that sucks, but that's the game. Will Chisholm says, sounds crazy. I didn't feel like Raw was missing Rhea or Punk. Thought it was good. Love how Nakamura blended uh, his story and Cody's history together. Yeah, like I I felt like when I knew that they weren't going to be on the show, I was like, ah, man, that does sort of miss a little bit. Then the show happened and I was like, first 30 minutes, Drew and and Sammy. Last 25, Jay and, and Rollins. I thought they did great. Bizarro Big Elsa said, "Getting tired of Michael Cole and his BS. Acting like the Kira Fuda isn't just the Kokina Clutch Rear Naked Choke. Suzuki and Joe have been using it for decades. Damn it, Sean, that's a gif. Swerve meeting Goodell is blowing up. Give him a belt ASAP. Oh, I got to see that. Yes, Swerve was at the Jags game tonight. I think big things are in store for that man. But um, hate to see him, uh, or, or hate hate that he had to be there to see that Jaguars loss. Because listen." If if he's looking for a big contract or a big push, Tony's gonna be mad now. So, like you picked the wrong game, buddy. Sorry. Sorry. Just just from being there, you might you might have to lose next week in the Continental Classic. Hate to see it. But yeah, I mean, it's a rear-naked choke. I it's got a million names. You're right. Mr. Wax says longtime listener, first-time super chatter. Oh, thus, why the erroneous first super chat. Looks like I need blue chew. Any word on AJ Styles? And KE775 says, Sean, a little off topic. Have you heard anything on AJ? Seems like they were prepping a feud with OC and Bloodline. Now it appears Orton is that in that spot and he seems in limbo. Well, the OC, I was told, were going to be back at TV soon. I don't know about AJ specifically, but... Let's be real. Usually they just don't even bother bringing the OC back until AJ is ready. So I think that's that's a good sign. I will find out about AJ Styles this week. That is something that I will find out. I will have it on Fightful Select. But I know the OC were, were kind of hopeful they'd get back on TV, but they just kind of sort of you know lost hope for a while. And it's unfortunate that everything happened when it did because it did seem, Denise, like they were poised for something with the bloodline.
1: Dude, how many TV matches have they had this year? I don't remember that many, to be honest.
0: No, and... uh um, like, I remember
1: a couple matches, I think, with Cross. Yeah. And that's literally it.
0: Not not a ton. Not a ton. Like, less than probably 15. But, I mean, they had quite a few in, like, July and August to help out. Oh, boy, need a percentage. So, here we go. Percentage of Mercedes, Julia, Hammerstone, Trinity of being in WWE by Mania. I'll put Mercedes at 50 right now because I think they should probably hand over some big money to her. Julia, 25. And let me tell you, I said 25 on Punk the day before he showed up. <laughs> Hammerstone, 25, but they should sign him. He's phenomenal. Trinity, I'll say 50 with her, too. I'd be surprised if she didn't come back. I would try to bring her back if I were them.
1: She's doing good um, stuff on Impact, though. Getting more doing, of a spotlight. That's going to be hard to give up. But then again, money talks, so who knows?
0: She's she's doing great. Uh, KE775 says, If it's Punk versus Rollins at the Rumble, do they do a non-finisher running back at Mania, or do they do, do they each have different opponents at Mania? Listen, if you can do Punk and Austin at Mania, you do Punk and Austin at Mania. There is no, like... You do it as soon as possible, especially if you can't get Rock Roman. You do Austin and Punk. I think that Punk should emerge not victorious in a title match against Seth Rollins. That you, yeah, know you want him to be-
1: have some uh what was the adversity?
0: Yes. <laughs> he needs to work for it a little more, is what is he what just can't come in and people- win. <laughs> What a whole lot of people said about Cody.
1: That's what I was Um, saying, yeah.
0: (laughs) And what I would like is that to be the catalyst for corporate man punk. Man. Mm. Goddamn, I want corporate man punk so bad. Because he would be so good at it. (laughs) He would be so unbelievably good. Because people are going to call him a hypocrite no matter what. So why not embrace being a hypocrite? Just do it. Who gives a shit? I'll tell you what I give a shit about. Seth Rollins defeating Jay Uso in the world title match. I just love a big world title match on TV. And this match was very important because Jay Uso has never won the big one. But he absolutely showed that he could deliver in this type of match on Raw, not just on SmackDown. Not just with a family member, not just in the bloodline storyline, completely separate. No bloodline at all. And they had a killer match. One of my favorite spots is on the outside when Jay gets kicked and then he like just bam, immediately hit the DDT on the floor. They had a killer match, Denise. This ruled.
1: All right, so there was a lot in here that was just phenomenal. First of all, they gave it a great amount of time, that's for sure. But they did a lot. Like, at one point, uh, Jey Uso went for the Uso Splash, Rollins kicked out, and then... He does the superplex into the Falcon Arrow, and then we see Jay kick out. Then we see Seth hit his pedigree, and then Jay kicks out from that. Then we see Jay hit the spear, and then Seth kicks out from that. And then eventually we see Jay go for a spear, but instead Seth Rollins counters it into a, or turns it into a a pedigree, hits the stomp, wins the match but like even just that little portion that I just kind of talked about right now it was so go 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 it got the people like so invested and they had done so much prior to that to that little sequence of events that really had the crowd very very much uh, hyped up on this this was a phenomenal freaking match like I wasn't expecting to see a title change at all but it didn't matter because they kind of got me really invested into this match to the point where I'm like damn Maybe there is going to be a like, there was one tiny, but here's the thing. I wasn't fooled only because Seth Rollins is really good at like waiting until the last split second to like kick out. So I knew that there, that Seth Rollins was going to kick out because I've seen him do it so many times before. So even though there was like a split second where I'm thinking, what if, uh, I, it was overpowered by knowing that Seth Rollins is very good at that. And then also Knowing that or assuming rather that we're heading into Seth Rollins and uh CM Punk, especially with that Adam Pearce, Seth Rollins confrontation backstage where he told him, I'm inviting you to Raw. I'm sorry. I'm inviting CM Punk to Raw. I'm intending to sign him to Raw. And Seth basically told him like, OK, that's fine. You got to do what you got to do. But don't say anything when I got to do what I got to do. And I took that as Seth Rollins is coming for CM Punk. That's how I read that.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, This match was so good. There was a thing that WrestleVotes put out where it doesn't look like WWE is going to be using Yeet anymore because they can't trademark it. Uh, Broadway Joe says, to the indie wrestler that randomly trademarked Yeet like two years ago, whatever they're offering, add two zeros to it. Oh, yes. If I were, uh, let me see. (laughs) I don't know who the wrestler is uh, that that did that, but... Just sell it for the love of God. Just sell it if you're WWE. Yeah, that's something you spend money on because you're going to make more money off of it.
1: It's so Um, over. It's so, and he needed this, he needed like something to make him his like because everything he's had to share with his brother, right? Yeah, or with the bloodline, like this is his thing right now. Like that's his thing.
0: Modern X says, When's the last time WWE had this many talents that could plausibly hold the world titles? A long time because before. They didn't have two titles. There was one guy barely wrestling on those. Listen, you can think what you want, but I I will never be in favor of a guy defending the world title once every three or four months. I think it's stupid. I think it undermines the point of a long reign. I think it does all, all that stuff. And before that, there was Vince who had no rhyme or reason for anything. So it's been... Ages and ages. It's been decades, maybe, since so many people could plausibly hold a world title. And by that, I don't mean just somebody coming out and doing an interrupting promo saying, no, I should be champion. No, I should be champion. They're doing great. Um, Will Chisholm says, one thing we can say about the bloodlines that helped make Jey Uso a big baby face. Yes, uh, Will Chisholm. And we reported on FightfulSelect.com. That was one of the key things for the Bloodline. Not just to firmly entrench Roman Reigns, but to launch Jey Uso into the stratosphere. And it it worked. He is a major star now. KE775 says, following up on percentages, what do you think the percentage is of uh, Deanna Deanna Parrazzo as a surprise entrant in the Rumble? If I were WWE, I would hire her immediately. She, She left. Both her and her husband left and showed they could be main eventers. uh, more than that she
1: became the face of of impact
0: exactly uh i'll tell you this there's a 100 chance uh there's going to be an interview with her uh at the end of the month on fightful and fightfulselect.com uh where we're going to talk about free agency and some things like that so uh keep your eyes peeled for that fightfulselect.com will have all the scoops but Because I don't have that much confidence in WWE, I'll say 30%, but she 100% should be signed by WWE and she should be in the Royal Rumble, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I think that not just WWE, but I think AEW should make a play for her. And if they don't, I don't know what to say. They definitely should because she's somebody that would just, God, I mean, she's proven herself already.
0: Yes, boy says, any wrestling moves y'all would like to try on someone? No, I do not wrestle.
1: Damn, Sean. I thought you were the greatest pro wrestler of all time. Did
0: you see that drop toe hold, Denise? I did see that. It's good. Wasn't like it?
1: I said, the entire time I was literally, my reaction to your match was, I can't believe Sean had it in him. <laughs> I, I didn't. You did some things where I was like, I didn't even know Sean could do that.
0: I'm just saying. I mean, the reason that match got started, we'll talk about it on Thursday with Shazza. but Shaza saw a video of me jumping on top of a car from like years ago. And she was like, you can jump on a car. And I was like, well, yeah, (laughs) I can jump a little bit. I was like, I I used to wrestle too. And she's like, wait, what? And then she reviewed a match of mine on her her Twitch. So that's how that sort of came about. But apex caliber says prediction. Uh, R E W versus Rollins at. Oh, drew versus Rollins at rumble Knight wins. The rumble faces Roman at mania. Oh, buddy, my friend, I don't think there's any chance Knight's facing Roman at mania. I don't think that's happening. Um, Punk versus Seth at Mania, possibly. Cody accidentally cost Orton the match at Rumble, and then the Mania match. They have a Mania match. Ooh, listen, I, I think Co, I think Roman's got to lose that title.
1: I would. I, I hate to say it, but I would hope so. I love Roman Reigns, but I'm ready for something new. Yeah. What if we're sitting here, WrestleMania 45?
0: Now, I, I want to address this, and and very, I'll address it very respectfully, Freddie. He says, if CM Punk can come back, let's give Tessa a second chance. Okay, listen. I consider fighting way less egregious than racist shit, to be honest with you. If Tessa sincerely apologized to everybody that she impacted in that situation, I, I could maybe see a path back. Doesn't seem like that that's gonna happen. But um she, she is a, a just an impeccably talented woman. Like in the ring, very talented, but that that's a PR nightmare. Marquise Film says, What a fight. Sad my Jags had to lose, but I have to give credit where it's due. Good game, Sean. Listen, I was blown away by Jake Browning. Blown away. Couldn't believe it. Already sold my tickets for next week, too, Denise.
1: You did? Congratulations.
0: Yeah, it's going to rain, so I don't care. I don't like sitting (laughs) in those raining games. Sheldon says, any plans to either split up Imperium or add any new members, become champs with Ludwig and Vinci. As of now, there had not been any pitches to include new members. Splitting them up is, I think, a constant tease, and I think that both men are, are natural opponents for Gunther that aren't going to beat him but our natural opponents for him.
1: I'm ready for that story. I do I do hope they get to that. I'm not rushing it, but I do hope I see it at some point.
0: Tim says, when does Roman pass Hogan? It'd be like September of next year. It doesn't need to happen. And I'll tell you why it doesn't need to happen. Because Hogan holds no record. There, there's no record that Hulk Hogan holds. I would see people say that about Punk. Oh, they wanted him to pass Punk's record. Punk doesn't hold a record. It doesn't hold a record. He just held the title a long time. Midtake says, loved your match this weekend, Sean. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Says, any Hall of Fame news for this year? Being in Philly, got to be a few ECW guys, right? Heyman, possibly. They'll start reaching out to people probably next month about about doing that. I feel like, based on my experiences with Heyman, I think he would want to wait until he wasn't doing on-screen stuff anymore. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's just how I feel.
1: I think it's nicer when you're done and retired to get that recognition. Is that just me? Like Sean, if yeah. you were you, would you prefer for you to be like completely done and then get your hall of fame recognition recognition, or would you still want to be active?
0: I think back to Terry Funk when he and Dory got in there. And I remember at the end of it, he's like, yeah, cheer us. You're probably never going to see us again. And he was like you could tell he was cherishing that moment. And I look at that and I'm like, okay, for a lot of these guys, this is their last moment. This is, that's, it might be the last time they ever have anything uh, satisfying uh, as far as to, as to be on screen. I think uh, Denise, nice. Denise, tell the people where they can find you.
1: YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. I've been uploading so much content on there. I call it a wrestling buffet because that's literally what it is. Uh, So head over there. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. would really mean a whole lot to me.
0: A reminder, guys, you can get your super, your Humper Chats in uh, at HumperChats.com. You can leave questions, statements on the air uh, before uh, shows. That way they can go up. We can see them ahead of time. Back with the hump. This Wednesday, uh, we'll be talking a little bit about the Shaza match. And then Thursday, I'll be here, I think it's 7 p.m. Eastern with Shaza, And all the super chats to that will also go towards the NAMI donation. Uh, thank you all so much for the kindness this weekend. Mike the Jeweler just squeezes in here. Now, let me tell you what, before I even read this, here's what Mike the Jeweler does. Mike the Jeweler comes in. And he leaves really generous super chats. And what he does is he slips in an insult about CM Punk every single time. I feel like Mo from Moe's Tavern on The Simpsons every single time answering prank calls. So here we go. SRS. Hello, sir. Queen Denise. Have a very important question. Did Jump Man Philly get his tooth replaced? It seems like it was missing in AW. <laughs> I think he had the
1: money even in AEW to do that. Dental work's expensive.
0: I do not know his dental records. I can find out. I guess I can try. I'm going to email CM Punk. Wouldn't
1: that be like a HIPAA violation? Probably. I'm pretty sure it would be.
0: What do you think? Like. I've heard from Punk like one time recently, and I just told him happy birthday. He's like, thanks. It was a good one. Other than that, I haven't really heard from him. Do do you think I should be like, hey, what's up with the tooth?
1: No, I think that's
0: rude. I do, too.
1: I think that's rude. He's going to (laughs) GTS your ass.
0: Sometimes I do think because I've often said part of my job is asking really important people really stupid questions
1: okay but that's like stupid to another level
0: i know i know but sometimes i do wonder the reactions because oh my god how
1: about this this is a good question to ask cm punk this is what you should ask him throughout his entire career how much money do you think he's made just on merchandise
0: oh my god i would love to know that number i mean he's made at least eight figures the last couple of years alone just not in merch but just in general
1: right I wouldn't know with merch specifically hmm. merch
0: I don't know but I'll tell you a funny thing for the first time ever a couple of weeks ago on the phone I heard somebody react to a scoop about them they read it while I was on the phone with them
1: no yes
0: and it was hilarious because they weren't mad or anything they're like how the hell did they know about this? type of thing it was phenomenal it no. was so good oh it was amazing it was an all-timer and what i loved about that is i know personally that i have caused thousands of those reactions in my life <laughs> sorry guys uh but damn the rules bye i'm heading over to common bingles w Follow me on Twitter over there. But I'm going to be doing that post show very shortly after I put my notes together, build my little studio over there, and we're talking Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Again, thank you guys so much for for the donations, uh, for NAMI this past weekend, and all the kind words that you all had. Thank you to our moderator, Luis. We greatly appreciate you guys. Until next time, we're out.